They say the most common pitfall of any job is the people who work there. I'm about to share with you in this episode of Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel some true stories submitted to me by my listeners. This compilation of ridiculous stories are all based in Canada from a variety of industries and corporate levels. This kind of begs the question, why do people think Canadians are so nice? Have a listen and tell me what you think. Sometimes people get hurt on the job and require modified duties. This was the case with a PSW, that's a personal support worker. This is for the healthcare industry. Well, it would appear senior most management gave directives down the chain that if life-saving CPR was required to be done on a patient's home visit, this same senior-most decision-maker who held a Bachelor of Science degree in nursing instructed that the person on modified work duties was to call the office and ask for a supervisor to come and do it, to perform CPR for real. None of the mid-level managers even knew what to say about this. Geez, hold on and don't die yet. I have to call the office first. What? (laughs) We have a company who retained the services of a forensic accountant. While this forensic accountant was reviewing the corporate financials, he noticed some odd expense claims by the company owner, as in the person who retained him, to come and forensically audit. When the accountant asked what the legitimacy was of claiming baby diapers and bum wipes, he was fired. That's kind of poopy. Another firing. At a corporate convention, a young woman was paid to dress up in a pig costume. I don't have the information about what this corporate event was, However, I do know that the company's CEO noticed her, approached her, told her she wasn't very good at being a pig. He fired her on the spot in front of everybody. No doubt that little piggy went wee, wee, wee all the way home. Let's talk about food for a minute. Human resources managers are leaders within an organization, right? You know, fair, approachable, helpful qualities like that. But what if you're an HR manager and you only cared about food and one employee? I'll focus on the food, then I'll circle back around with this one employee in a minute. I actually had a couple of examples submitted to me about this exact same head of HR from this particular manufacturing plant. So this woman, the head of human resources, never acknowledged any of the floor workers, except one. At Christmas time, like many places, there's a plethora of treats and sweets around for people to enjoy. When this company leader got to the staff room at lunchtime, she literally started yelling because there were no chocolates left in a box. She demanded to know how many people had chocolates. And who had which type? Well, just like she had a tendency to ignore the frontline staff, they all ignored her. Many workplaces celebrate staff birthdays. Presumably, 
All staff who want their birthdays acknowledged should have that opportunity if it's part of the corporate culture. The same workplace with the food-obsessed HR director celebrated one, just one employee's birthday. (laughs) There were like 200 people working there. This one frontline worker who the human resources director seemed to have a thing for didn't even worry about hiding it. She bought him a box of custom butter tarts on his special day. Now, for those outside of Canada, this amazing Canadian culinary sweet treat is pretty awesome. So Google it and check them out when you can. We do have lots of butter tart festivals in Canada each year. Anyway, this worker was very generous and a little embarrassed. So he took one butter tart and he left the box out in the table in the lunchroom for others to enjoy. The HR director looks out of her office door and sees employees walking around, nibbling on the butter tarts. She bolts out of her office screaming, Why is everyone eating his butter tarts? Again, not one person answered her, but they kept on chewing and they kept on walking. This is kind of like, we pay what we pull, sister. A student working at a grocery store that had a bulk food section was cleaning out the bins at the end of the shift. Lo and behold, he finds a dead mouse smothered in the peanut butter bin. Horrified, he tells the store manager. The store manager looks at the student and tells him, throw the mouse out, but keep the peanut butter. In the restaurant kitchen at a very popular Canadian ski resort, the manager ensured that enough eggs had been boiled and placed in the fridge for the next day's brunch. The next morning, minutes before the buffet was to officially open, he realized that someone forgot to bring out the hard-boiled eggs, not wanting them to be ice cold. He told a young kitchen crew member to take the bowl and warm up the hard-boiled eggs in the microwave. The student says, uh, no, that's a bad idea. They're all going to burst and we'll have nothing. For anyone who's ever worked in the kitchen, you know things can get heated, pun intended. The supervisor immediately started shouting that the kid was an idiot and didn't know what he was talking about. He rushed over to the microwave, shoving the kid off to the side, placed the bowl of hard-boiled eggs inside, and cranked it up high. It took less than a minute before the spitting and splattering and sparking and cracking and slopping of the eggs to explode. To the unknowing eye, it looked like someone had dumped a bucket of egg salad sandwich mixture into the entire interior of the microwave. The look of horror on the kitchen supervisor's face was soon replaced with red. Not embarrassment, mind you, of rage. This guy didn't like to be wrong. He barked at the teenager to clean up his mess. The teenager laughed, told him to do it himself, and left. I think this is a case of a supervisor with more ego than common sense or willingness to listen to someone else. While we're talking about ski resorts, how would you feel if you as an employee used your own booster cables to help a customer whose battery conked out in his vehicle in the base lodge parking lot, only to have the customer, the skier, decide to walk off with your booster cables 
after you helped him. Well, the guy this happened to calls out to the man, hey, you have my booster cables. The skier keeps on going. The employee shouts out again, hey, you have my booster cables. The skier keeps walking and starts laughing. The resort employee didn't really feel good about this, so he approached the skier, punched him in the face, grabbed his booster cables out of his hand, and walked back into the lodge to continue clearing off the tables. Was justice served? You can let me know in the comments. And still with the ski resort industry, the head of housekeeping of a very popular ski and snowboarding resort was known to be a little arrogant. She bragged about her nice car all the time to staff, wouldn't actually ever sit with them in the lunchroom, and strangely positioned her table so that she faced them all as if she were a teacher sitting at her desk in front of a classroom. Once during lunch, when she was joyously chewing her food in front of everyone and bragging about her cool wheels, she didn't notice the maintenance worker come up from behind her bring her some sort of manual and flop it down on the table she was eating at. It scared the living daylights out of her. To be a little more accurate, it scared the living poop out of her. That's right, she soiled herself literally in front of everyone. There was no denying it, hearing it, smelling it, and when she stood up, seeing it. Although we don't really wish this on anybody, the staff all had a good laugh because she was not a nice boss. Let's talk about a job site in a manufacturing plant where forklifts were common throughout the facility. A forklift operator, known for being a little crusty, wasn't paying attention and sideswiped his forklift on a vat of molten metal, splattering some of the flaming material onto the propane tank at the back of his machine. Everyone started shouting at him to stop and put out the fire. They say safety first, but do they mean it? <laughs> he, he looks at them and he keeps driving. They're shouting and waving their hands for him to stop. He turns around and gives them the finger. Then he starts revving his engine and driving around in circles, putting on a show. However, once he saw that everyone else had left, <laughs> they left him there and they ran out. And, you know, because who needs an explosion, right? He looked at the back of his forklift and saw that things were about to blow. So we quickly took off his work gloves and put the fire out with them. And no, he did not thank anybody for trying to help him in the first place. What do you call someone like that? Give me your feedback in the comments. Sometimes jealousy rears its ugly head in a workplace. Keeping a forklift in mind, though, one wouldn't assume that it would be a weapon of choice when a lumberyard worker learned that the company was going to pay for a co-worker's DZ license, or DZ for my American listeners, before his. Using his forklift, he strategically chased the guy around the workyard until <laughs> the scared guy jumped up on top of a large car for safety. If it wasn't a large car, the forklift operator probably would have tried lifting the car up. This particular lumberyard is known for having a hard time keeping staff, so the guy who went on the forklift attack was not fired.
I've been in the careers industry long enough to know that staff motivation is a key factor in positive and productive workplace environments. Oh, I also know that although it sounds good on paper, sometimes the way people go about this is less than optimal. Let's talk about a senior manager for a pharmaceutical firm who constantly screamed and shouted at his team of pharmaceutical sales reps. He felt like shouting at them and berating them in front of others was great motivation. This guy was only in his mid-twenties and thought that insulting people twice his age was what he should do. Not only did the sales numbers drop, the sales reps, they went elsewhere until this guy had no one left to shout at. He was terminated by the higher-ups shortly after that, and rightly so. Sometimes it's the head cheese who's the worst person in a workplace. Imagine, if you will, an architectural firm whose owner, a credentialed architect, ran around the office with the rolled-up blueprints in cardboard tubes, hitting everyone in the head if he thought they weren't working hard enough. This almost sounds impossible to believe, but a woman who was working there called me from under her desk, telling me it was time to update her resume. I could hear him shouting in the background. I wasn't too concerned about updating a resume as much as I was concerned about ensuring she was safe. Coincidentally, over the years, I've had people call me from company bathrooms, custodial closets, supply rooms, and more than one has called me from under a desk. Safety is important in any environment, but particularly in the manufacturing sector. In a plant where they made wheel rims, you can imagine that there's some high heat procedures and equipment that people have to work with. One guy, a constant prankster, thought it would be funny to remove the protective lining in the work gloves for a couple of his work buddies, so that when they were handed the hot pieces of melting aluminum, their hands literally singed and burnt to a crisp. It's not something I'd ever do, but this guy just stood there still and laughed at them. Then he started getting mouthy with them and he wouldn't shut up. At the shift's end, when the supervisor noticed that this lippy guy had not clocked out, he went looking for him. They found him in the showers in the back of the change room, suspended by duct tape, naked, hanging upside down. He looked like a shiny silver cocoon. It was pretty severe, but sometimes people take justice into their own hands instead of calling HR. Apparently, after that, he stopped playing tricks on his co-workers. And finally, what if you worked for a hotel's maintenance crew and were asked to clean out the swimming pool? Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Well, hold on. What if you, unlike others who had done the task before you, were asked to do it in a bathing suit? She said no. I'm always interested in hearing your peculiar and funny workplace stories. You're welcome to send me an email, audrey.prenzel at gmail.com, and outline your story for me. If you prefer to do it over FaceTime or Zoom or some other video chat, I'm certainly available for that as well, and I'll take notes as you tell me your story. And now it's time for me to say thank you again for tuning in to Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel. Please feel free to share this podcast with someone else who could benefit from it, 
leave comments, and of course, hit subscribe. If you'd like a PDF copy of my very popular book, Military to Civvy Street, e-transfer $20 to audrey.prenzel at gmail.com, and I'll send you the link to download it. Although I'm not writing so much anymore, I am available for one-to-one coaching and advisement to help you achieve your career transition goals. Email me, audrey.prenzel at gmail.com. You're welcome to follow me and message me on Instagram and Twitter. Look for Audrey Prenzel. Life can be challenging. Until our next episode, purposefully take good care of yourself. Thank you.